0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, May 24th. I'm Julia Caulfield.
1: And I'm Gavin McGoff.
0: In today's headlines, Delaney Young steps down as Telluride mayor.
1: County takes emergency action blocking solar.
0: Telluride moves towards tax-related ballot measure.
1: And a mountain weather forecast.
0: Delaney Young is stepping down from her role as Telluride mayor. It is bittersweet. I really, truly love what I do
2: very much.
0: Young is leaving mayor to become the community services director for the town of Telluride.
2: I'm just so excited to take this new chapter, and I really feel like I have come full circle. My first job here from the day I moved here was at the Regional Housing Authority, Everyone who knows me knows I'm extremely passionate about housing. I feel that the team at Telluride, the staff and the elected officials, we are all a really great team, and I am so proud to to remain a part of that team and get some really direct, tangible work done for my community members.
0: The community service director position is, to some extent, replacing the role of rental housing director, which oversees Telluride's rental properties, Shandoka, Virginia Placer, the boarding house, and Sunnyside. The new job will expand that portfolio.
2: We, as a council, have been talking recently about bringing in an element of child care oversight. And... That is definitely going to happen. And there's been brainstorming about some other possibilities of what this department could evolve into. And I think that the world is wide open, honestly, to see what else we can do.
0: Young says she's excited to help support members of the community who are potentially having the hardest time.
2: The four basic needs of human beings, air, water, food, shelter... If we can help provide that stable, safe shelter, we are actually providing for the true needs of our community.
0: When reflecting on her tenure as mayor, Young says she's most proud of working to find compromise and consensus within the council. We
2: usually have a council that is somewhat divided in their opinions and in their ideas, and that's good because we each represent our entire community. However, we each probably also have a sector of our community that is more vocal and comfortable approaching us. Being able to find that consensus is it's a vital factor in making decisions for our entire community.
0: Young notes while she's excited for her new position, it doesn't come from a place of wanting to step down as mayor.
2: It really did feel like I was coming full circle within my community and for my community. And I don't want anyone to think that I didn't want to be mayor because I love what I do. This just felt like the right time and life is messy and things do not happen on our timeline usually. And I'm just really excited for this new chapter.
0: Young was first elected to Telluride Town Council in 2015. She was elected mayor in 2019. Her term expires in November 2023. Young's position as community service director will begin on Tuesday, May 30th. Delaney Young will officially step down from her position as mayor on May 28th. Mayor Pro Tem Mian Fee will fulfill the duties of mayor until a new mayor is elected. Town Council will discuss the vacancy and the possibility of a special election at its June 13th meeting.
1: The San Miguel County Commissioners are back to their full board of 3. Tuesday evening Ann Brown was sworn in to fill a seat vacated by former commissioner Hillary Cooper. Come Wednesday morning Brown was already Put to work as the commissioners gathered for a so-called special board meeting. Such a session is called when there's no meeting on the schedule, but one is deemed necessary. County Attorney Amy Markwell explains why the commissioners gathered at short notice.
3: We have anticipated a an application coming in for a large solar project or other major utilities, and when the planning staff was reviewing the land use code, um, it. It became apparent that we are um, we're, we're sort of um, lagging behind on having
1: all of the appropriate provisions in the land use code that we need. When the land use code is unprepared for an anticipated project, the county commissioners can pass an emergency order preventing developers from submitting applications of a certain type. Markwell says similar orders, though rare have been passed in recent memory. It's
3: not um, unprecedented. We, The Board of County Commissioners needed to implement a moratorium when cell towers were first coming into the county years ago. And then when there were changes to the law regarding marijuana grow, we did the same thing. We had a moratorium in there just to be able to get in, um, you know, really get up to speed with our with our um, regulations. In this case,
1: it's not cell towers or marijuana which has the commissioner's attention, but solar energy. The emergency order being considered would temporarily prevent applications for commercial-scale solar from being submitted. In the meantime, the county will evaluate its land use code to more directly address large-scale utility and energy projects. Markwell explains the specific focus on solar.
3: Our land use code has been sufficient for like the the small sort of solar panel uses of land that we've already done. But this is this this um, pending project, if there is an application, is more of like on the larger scale commercial and solar battery storage and that kind of stuff. And so that's what this is,
1: um, you know, Targeted to. While commissioners and staff used general language in their roughly 15 minute discussion, it became clear a specific anticipated project had triggered the emergency moratorium. The utility company One Energy Renewables has recently proposed a 600 acre solar farm on Wright's Mesa outside of Norwood. During public comment, Norwood Mayor Candy Nehan speaks up in favor of the emergency order. With a reference to the proposal or project,
0: um, I feel as if Wrights Mesa needs the opportunity to step back and ascertain the ecological, economical, and emotional impacts that a project of this size could could have on Wrights Mesa, um, and I would hope that the three commissioners would vote to put in the temporary moratorium for six months.
1: Wendy Brown, also making public comment, says she too is in favor of the county stepping back and reviewing its land use regulations.
0: And we
4: are not anti-solar by any means, but we're anti the factory aspect of this being done by someone who has never done a project of this size using us as their guinea pigs. And so we hope that regulations can be made clear so we know that we'll
1: be safe. All three commissioners voted in favor of the emergency moratorium, buying the county six months to update its land use code in order to address large-scale utilities and solar projects. Commissioner Lance Waring says the process will be open to the public.
5: We will look forward to seeing what uh, our team can come up with, and there will be
1: future public
5: meetings to discuss that language. It's not going to
1: be done in the dark. Since One Energy Renewables project became public earlier this month, it has been the subject of significant public interest and concern on Wrights Mesa and beyond. Codo News has reported in the past on the extensive infrastructure needs facing the town of Telluride. At this week's town council, that conversation continued. As Town Manager Scott Robson reports, those needs are now coming into clearer focus.
5: We certainly have identified, as town staff, uh, significant water supply and wastewater infrastructure needs that that really do require new funding uh, sources in the near future. Here, uh, the need uh, is in addition, of course, to significant funding needs for you know some pretty long deferred maintenance um, and upgrades to our town-owned. Um, historic facilities such as Town Hall, the museum, Rebecca Hall, and the Marshalls building.
1: Costs related to the wastewater plant alone will land somewhere near $45 million. And that project comes as an immediate priority. How to come across such a windfall? Town financial advisors joined Tuesday's town council meeting to lay out options for borrowing money and paying it back over a period of 20 years. To make its payments, Telluride would need to come up with about $3.3 million annually. Some of that money could come from the open space budget now that the valley floor has been paid off. Robson says the remaining money would come from taxpayers.
5: And An additional source of revenue on top of those CIPs would be needed to to fund that full uh, kind of water infrastructure. And that, uh, again, could take the form of either a mill levy or a sales tax increase.
1: Between funds redirected from open space and a new tax of some form, town could cover its wastewater treatment bill. But what about the other pressing infrastructure needs? Robson says with the wastewater plant taken care of, some funds would begin to open up.
5: By getting those new funding uh, sources, you then uh, give your capital fund the capacity back uh, to really get after the projects that have been deferred for so long. We have uh, almost uh, over the last couple of years, correct me if I'm wrong, Kaylee. but uh, upwards of $4 million that we're transferring out of that capital fund towards wastewater and and other needs. If we pass some new funding measures here, we would have a a robust capital
1: fund yet again to really go after those projects that um, it should be funding. All of these financing solutions are speculative for one major reason. Residents would need to approve a new tax in a ballot measure this fall. Only then would a path open up for borrowing funds to cover the wastewater plant. It's the job of town council to determine what questions to bring to the voters come fall and what sort of tax would make most sense. Councilmember Dan Enright says a sales tax, in his view, is not the answer.
6: Sales tax increases disproportionately affect the lower income earners of our town, the greatest. Uh, And so... In general, I would much rather pursue other income streams. I would rather look at other specific excise tax uh, on dining or lodging or a mill levy. And I feel like those are going to be more equitable. Mayor Delaney-Young agrees
1: a sales tax doesn't feel like the way to go. She says even while other public entities have been coming forward asking voters for mill levy increases, there is room for another.
2: I know that with the with the recently passed fire district mill levy and a pending school district mill levy, it feels like a lot all at once and it is. Up until this new assessment year came to light, Colorado property tax was the third lowest in the entire country as a state. I would lean towards a mill levy or an excise tax of some sort as well.
1: Town is preparing a survey to take the voters' temperature on questions of taxation and funding critical needs. Robson says they'll be rolling that out soon.
5: We'll issue that as soon as soon as possible. And it, uh, of course, I think at this and all subsequent uh, council meetings likely moving forward through the summer uh, into the fall, uh, we'll be providing updates
1: and asking for input along the way. With only a half a dozen meetings left between now and the November election, Efforts to refine funding options will remain a priority.
0: This week, the Telluride Fire Protection District is recognizing National EMS Week.
6: It was actually started in 1974 by uh, Gerald Ford.
0: That's Shane Baird, EMS coordinator for the Telluride Fire Protection District.
6: It's a time to celebrate first responders in general, but specifically the first responders who constitute the emergency medical services, EMTs, EMT intermediates advanced EMTs paramedics those kind of people that come out and provide home service for or or on scene service for whatever emergency happens and it's a it's a time to celebrate the the job that they do and the sacrifices they make to do that
0: this year the theme is where emergency care starts
6: as part of that what we want to do is generate some community awareness around the idea of doing Uh, bystander emergency actions, especially CPR and the use of AEDs.
0: This Thursday and Friday, the Fire Protection District will host an open house at Station One in Telluride to welcome the community, meet the staff, get a tour.
6: But what we're really excited to offer is, um, with the generosity of a locally based company called EMS World, we're going to have some um, what we call feedback mannequins that people will be able to get a little um, time practicing CPR if they are already certified. Um, we'll also be offering some instructional time. We're not offering any certifications, but we're offering some uh, a way that people can feel what it's like and see what it's like so that in the unfortunate happening that they have to do that on a loved one or, or a person that they find, they'll at least know what to do.
0: Baird notes the practice is especially timely for the community.
6: Only a few weeks ago we had a community member who suffered a sudden cardiac arrest and was successfully resuscitated after getting um, CPR from her husband who did not know how to do CPR and was told how to do CPR by the dispatchers. And when our crew arrived, uh, they were able to take over care and successfully defibrillate the patient and get a pulse back, and she is now once again among the living and and is doing very, very well with no problems. So that's what we're trying to do.
0: The Where the Emergency Care Begins open house will take place at Fire Station One in Telluride on Thursday, May 25th, and Friday, May 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m.
1: For many, Off-season comes to an official end when the gondola fires up for the summer. Mountain Village is confirming that day will come, as scheduled, tomorrow, Thursday, the 25th. Last week, slope instability above Gondola Station 4 in the village center threatened to delay the opening date. Engineers warned of a potential mudslide. But over the last few days, geotechnical engineers and an excavation crew have removed nearly 1,300 cubic yards of unstable dirt from the hillside, mitigating any risk and clearing the gondola for its scheduled debut. Mountain Village town manager Paul Weiser, thanks the crews who responded, adding their work, quote, averted a potentially disastrous outcome, unquote. Thus, heralding the arrival of summer, The gondola gears will start rolling, and its cabins will begin accepting passengers on the 25th. It will run daily from 6.30 a.m. until midnight. Beginning over Bluegrass weekend, the gondola will stay open until 2 a.m. on weekends. On Friday the 26th and Saturday the 27th, the gondola will run until 1 a.m.
0: Governor Jared Polis signed three bills into law on Monday that address Colorado's renewable energy goals. One changes the name of the state's Oil and Gas Authority to the Energy and Carbon Management Commission. It also gives the commission expanded power to regulate other forms of energy like geothermal. Another law requires the state's Energy Office to develop a carbon management roadmap, and it sets up grant funding for carbon capture or storage projects has also signed a bill to advance clean hydrogen production in the state. The law creates income tax credits for using clean hydrogen. Colorado has a goal of reaching 100% renewable energy by 2040.
1: Octogenarian Mary Nettleton has helped generations of Lake City students learn to read. Nettleton, who is blind, has volunteered at the local school for more than two decades. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KVNF's Laura Palmisano takes us to the school to read with Mrs. Mary.
7: Once a week, Mary Nettleton walks to the Lake City Community School with the aid of her seeing eye dog, Hamlet. No, sit
4: down.
7: Yes, his name is a literary nod to Shakespeare. Nettleton is here to read with students from the combined fourth and fifth grade class. One o'clock on Friday afternoon, I'm at school and I'm always disappointed if they have a field trip. Triphorn teaches both 4th and 5th grade in this tiny school of just over 80 students.
6: They actually kind of fight over who gets to read with Miss Mary on Fridays. I pick three students every week. They love her. I think that she's very positive and gives great feedback. It's a great thing for our class.
7: The kids meet one-on-one with Nettleton in the school's small library. 4th grader Walker Stark reads aloud to Miss Mary. That's what students and staff affectionately call her. Most visited art gallery the the Louvier Museum. You want to look at that word? The Louvre. Okay, Louvre. It's French. Oh, yeah. Nettleton is blind, but she doesn't need to see what the children are reading in order to assist them.
4: I can tell a lot just listening. Sometimes I hear things in their reading that might not come up in the classroom
7: because they're not the only one. Rebecca Hall is the school superintendent and principal.
2: That's what's so amazing about Mary, is she's probably the best
7: listener we have in this town. Nettleton explains how she helps students improve their reading over the course of the school year.
4: I correct things that I need to. I explain words. We work on, if the student needs it, fluency and uh, expression and stopping at periods and commas.
7: She says it is a learning process, but she tries not to make it like an English class. If they're uncomfortable about their reading and are a little embarrassed, it's a
4: safe place. I'm not judging. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a parent. I'm not a friend. I'm just a grandmother who likes to listen to children read.
7: According to The Economist, the Economist, The Economist, fourth grader Walker Stark says he enjoys his time with Miss Mary. Uh, It's just fun to read to someone. I don't know. I usually read by myself helpful, really helpful. Nettleton has volunteered at the school for 25 years. I'm reading with children of children I began to read with. Superintendent Hall says volunteers like Miss Mary are essential to the school where staff have multiple roles.
2: We're not just a one grade teacher, we're a multi-grade teacher. I'm superintendent and principal, nobody wears just one hat
7: here. 83-year-old Nettleton takes satisfaction in volunteering and says it benefits the community. Why would you encourage other people to volunteer? Because it's fun. And it's fun to be with the kids. And it's fun to see what's going on at the school. It's a vibrant part of our community. Superintendent Hall says her school and others have multiple volunteer opportunities.
2: We have community members who drive our students to events. Um, As you know, we have long distances to travel. We have volunteers who help us serve our hot lunch. We have volunteers who come and work with students one-on-one with either reading or
7: other academic needs. Back in the library, it's clear that Miss Mary's favorite subject in school is still reading. Reading is vital.
4: It's the underpinning, I think, of everything. I think it's more important than math, but... I'm not a math person, so that's just subjective.
7: Niddleton has this parting advice for parents.
4: I think the most important thing that a parent can do in terms of academics is read to their child, and it's never too late to start reading with your children.
7: It's chapter three, say. Is, are you
4: at the end of a chapter? Yeah. Okay, well, that's always a good stopping point,
7: It's that the end of a chapter... Reporting from Lake City, I'm Laura Palmisano.
0: The National Weather Service forecast for the Western San Juans calls for a mostly clear night tonight with a low near 40 degrees. Thursday should bring sunny skies and a high near 60 with a slight chance of afternoon showers, followed by clear skies overnight and a low near 40. Friday should bring more sun, a high in the low 60s, breezy conditions and a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Friday night calls for mostly clear skies with a low near 40. This has been the news for Wednesday, May 24th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206.